0: All right, Paul, hey, today's, today's show is interesting. Uh, we, we call it our sales objective this is real planning for 2022. Cause obviously um, objections are a thing forever. And I think it's important, <laughs> I think it's important to have reps plan for next year. And obviously that's always, I think, I mean, I, I, honestly, it's probably a continuing education, right? You have to constantly uh, get better and improve, but, but let's brand it as 2022 planning. Um, so it's something interesting that you brought up, brought about our sales objections a real thing. Um,
1: what did you mean by that? What do I mean by that? Yeah, I totally popped this one on, on fab. <laughs> um, well, first of all, planning me is, is planning for 2022 really Should always be planning, but I know we always do it for the new year, but anyways, we'll talk about that afterwards. Um, <laughs> Well, it's interesting because I was listening to uh, a podcast from a a, a, uh, a very good uh, sales trainer in the States. And it was really interesting. And his point of view is that sales objectives are not real. Objection, they don't no. exist. They're, people are always lying to you when they say no uh, or when they, they... It's never... The objection that's presented to you is never real. And I, you know, I thought it was a little extreme because I do think that some objections are real. It's probably more about how you define the word objection right so uh an objection in my lexicon ooh, fancy word is and maybe your lexicon too and we'll we'll decide for me an objection is when someone um halts the process of moving forward for whatever reason mm-hmm. so if um you're talking to someone and you know, they want to take time to think about it. Well, that's an objection. Mm -hmm. Um, If they blatantly don't like your pricing and they tell you that's an objection. Um, You know, I think we've talked about this before a few weeks ago, where we said that, you know, 90% of the time they're not giving you the real reason up front. And and that I believe is true, but there's still real objections. Yeah. What I think is happening is some people are feel like they're on the spot and they're insecure and they're not ready to say yes right away. So they just, they, they, they put a hold on yeah, and they're not ready to go for it. But what this guy was saying is that if you've done your job properly up front, you've asked all the right questions and you're truly consultative, then there won't be any objectives because you know, as you move along what's going forward. And I, I do certainly believe that that's, A possibility, right? You can, if you're at a point where you're really asking good questions and you're really finding out what the client needs and you're moving forward, well, then the objection won't happen because you're you're getting the okay as you go along. It's sort of like if you and your partner are deciding to buy a wife, a wife. You (laughs) decide to buy a house. Wow, that was going to slip right there. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking wife, but I said partner to wife. Um, some people might have partners; they might have husbands instead of wives. So, um, so if you and your partner are thinking of buying a house, and you know your, your partner is not at the last minute to say, "Oh, I've got an objection," right? Because usually, if they have an objection, it's because they're worried about them. If they didn't tell you, well, you know, I don't want to spend the rest of my life with you. Well, that they're breaking up with you. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's it's, it's, it's a big thing. So I do think that objections are real. What is often not real is what they're actually telling you. Right. Sometimes they don't even know. <laughs> mm-hmm. They have a feeling and, and they like, I can't say yes yet. I don't really know why, but they won't tell you that. They'll just make something up. You know, it just right. Feel right, You know. I, I don't know about this car. I don't know about this, this, this sas. You know, I don't know about this, this consulting. There's something that's telling me, oh, I don't want to go forward with these people. So I'm going to make up some excuse to slow down. Right and see what it is, why my little radar is going off, you know? Right. Yeah. And I mean,
0: you know, but ultimately our our objection is real. You're, you're right. I mean, I guess technically if you, uh, ask the right questions, if you're disqualifying the right people, right. If you're disqualifying, there's no urgency, there's no critical event happening, this is all nice to have stuff. And, and if you decide to just end it there and and you just kind of move on with the people that are, have the urgency and the critical events and that, you know, then yeah, obviously you're limiting the number of objections that come up because you're, you're disqualifying and you're really focusing on the right people. Um, but I mean, life happens, right? Like, and, and we've, we've all been there. You're speaking to who uh, you believe is a decision maker because they believe they're the decision maker, But then, but then it comes along and it's like, no, wait, there's actually, they have to run this by, you know, purchasing first, right? And and they didn't know that. And or or their boss all of a sudden gets more interest or their budget is way more than they had expected. And, you know, now they have to get it approved or they don't know what the impact, you know, like there's a lot of things that yeah, happen. A lot, in... a lot of things
1: can happen that are going to bring up some, some, uh, some points. But let, let's just go on a tangent for a second. What really happens most of the time when you're getting a sales objective is because you're trying to push too hard. Yeah. You know, and, and, and that's what you should be thinking about. Why are you pushing so hard? Well, you said it this week, right? I was recording. Uh, you, were, you were here with me in the office and I was recording a, a, a session, an online session. And you were saying, well, you know, don't forget to mention that a lot of people. You know their state of mind is thrown off by the fact that they're, they're getting a lot of pressure. Yeah, yeah, you want to be consultative. Yeah, I want you to ask an open, open questions, but make sure you fucking close a deal. <laughs> so, those two, those two don't go together. So if you're if you're pushing it, if you're trying to push it down the the, the path all the time, if you're if you're pushing your client, well then you're probably going to get some form of objective because you're not really answering that person's Uh, questions to themselves as to whether you're really doing it for the right reason. So Right, exactly.
0: And, And it's really funny you said that because that's exactly what I had in mind in terms of like an objection, which is often, you know, you kind of move through your sales process too fast, you know, right? Like, okay, let's do the demo, like discovery and then we'll do the demo today. And they're like, because you know that you have a quota to attain or your pipeline is dry or, you know, and sometimes it's more of a, I don't know if it's a positive thing. I wouldn't put it that way. But sometimes I say, you know, there's a price increase coming along and you're really trying to get people like, oh, this is a huge motivator, right? Price is going up. like, And, and so you're trying to push people like the price is going up like December 1st or like January 1st, like well, sign I'm out. But then people out. are like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't even know if I need all this. Yeah. Like, you know, like, so I think, yeah, I, I think you're completely right. I think ultimately objections do often come from you speeding up the sales process. Obviously, like we said, life changes, right? The person you're speaking to leaves the company and then the other person's like skeptical. Like, you know, there's a lot, and you have to restart your sales process and all that stuff, like life
1: happens, of course, but. And the natural, I mean, human psychology, you know, talk to a psychologist if you know any, um, and, and you'll realize that, you know, people rather live with the broken that they know, most people than to change tend to face the risk of change right Mm -hmm. So, in sales we believe in what we're doing we're often trying to get people to change something but we have to get them over the barrier of them wanting to stay with what they know that is broken you know they're driving that old you know 1953 studebaker the clutch is broken and one wheel's falling off but they know this car super well uh, well, maybe not a 1953 Studebaker, but anyways, you're driving something old because that's a classic and it's probably worth money. Um, so, so they're driving something old, but they don't they don't want to change what they're driving because they're used to it. it. It does what they want it to do, and they're really happy with it. Actually, it's a really bad analogy. Everyone wants to change cars. So, um, but, so you know, but something you're used to, you know, process you're used to at work or the way that you function, and you're you're trying to instill a new SAS or whatever it might be. So. So people are reticent because they're saying, "Oh man, I'm, I'm a little worried about what this is." So you really have to ask the right questions and make sure that you're touching on the right points to convince those people. But if you're feeling you got pressure in the background, then you're just pushing it along because you've got deadlines and whatnot. Well, that's when the objections come up because the guy's saying, "Well, for whatever reason, or she's feeling like this person's putting pressure on me, and you know what? I don't want I don't want to react to this pressure. Right. I don't want to deal with the consequences. So I'm just gonna." I'm going to hold back, you know, I I'm, mean, I'm okay. and so,
0: so to try to loop it back to the planning for 2022. I hate when you do that. <laughs> is no, because you, you brought up something, something good, right? Like the pressure to do, and like, that's the reality. Like we've all been in these sales. I
1: actually brought up something that you brought up. So just so you know, <laughs> yeah,
0: no, I know. But I'm like, we've all been either in or working with these sales departments where it's like, yeah, we want to do this consultative sales approach. It's like, but there is this pressure, and so there's kind of this chicken and the egg thing, right? It's like, right, we want to be consultative, and we see this with marketing as well, and and with a whole bunch of stuff. Is like, yes, we want to drive inbound leads. Yes, creating content takes a while. Uh, yes, it takes a while to get traction from your podcast. Yes, and but it's all great to do that. We, but the reality is, I still have a, <laughs> a business to run and revenue targets and. And you know paychecks and stuff like that, and so there is a difficulty of of changing, of changing, right? Like yeah. it, there is a certain change management that has to happen, where it's like, fine, let's be consultative, Paul. I, I agree with you. Let's let's be more consultative. However, the only way we've gotten this far is by pushing and pressuring and and doing whatever and just getting salespeople that are hungry enough to do almost anything, whatever it takes to close the deal. Like why, why, you know, how I'm going to, the impression is like, now I need to take my step off the accelerator and my foot off the accelerator and slow down and be more consultative. It's not, it's not an easy change to do. Um, So, so what can we potentially do to help our reps slow down and, and not push people going
1: forwards. Um, if you're a manager, you have to, to, you have to realize too, that when you're putting pressure on a representative, that that pressure is being applied in, in the right way. And let me give you an analogy to make to drive it home. You know, like if your kid is late for school every morning because he gets up late. Right. Um, and then you know he takes a shower and everything. And then he gets in the car and drives to school. And you see, you gotta stop being late to school. And he still takes all the same time to get ready, but he drives like a maniac on the highway. <laughs> you know, it's it's not a it's not a good solution, right? Yeah. Now, what you're really hoping he'll do is drive the same on the highway, but take less time to get ready in the morning. Maybe he has a shower the night before. So that's that's what you're that's what you gotta make sure as a as a sales manager that you're not asking your people to speed on the highway. You yeah, make sure that you're 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 telling them, you know, do more activity, keep taking your time, ask the right questions so that your pipeline will come to the right solution, the, 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 right, the right results, Go. Rather, Go. Than you, um, rather than you just applying pressure and letting them do you know, something that might be reckless, which is pushing the sale along, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but that's what we, as human beings, that's, that's what tends to happen, right? Because there are priorities in the wrong place. I even remember one of my sales managers saying, you know, I, you know, I, I I I I've always said this, and maybe I'm naive, but I've always wanted to help my clients. Yeah. I've never been someone who can sell something that my I don't feel that my client needs. I've never been able to do that. Yeah. And I've had a few sales managers, I won't give their names or say when, who would say, I, I don't really give a crap if it's a good for the client or not. I just want to make my commission. Yeah. But you know, people feel that. And, and and when people feel that they don't want to deal with you no and 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 it, and i'd it, argue never I'd, ends well.
0: <laughs> I'd argue like and maybe i'm being too idealist here but they're feeling it more and more right like gary vaynerchuk was not was like mentioned it like long a long time ago it was like some people's bullshit radars are through the roof right now right like we can detect we've been exposed to so much spammy stuff right i was on a call today with with a client and like he interrupted the call because he had a he interrupted our zoom because he had a call coming in. There was one of those spam calls, right? Like Canada revenue agency is blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Like we're Love so them. used to, we're, we're so exposed to all of that, that, that this, and, and the reality is more and more software gets purchased, right? Like Amazon has become like a second nature, but you know, as a B2B buyer, You're almost expecting now that your B2B purchasing process will be as simple as purchasing something on Amazon. So if you're just putting pressure and it's like, well, you know what reality is I'm going to go see another CRM and, or I'm going to go see another accounting software if you're just too annoying, like, unless you're the only one in the market, like you're only LinkedIn or you're like clearly number one and there's really no other options you know, you're going to go look elsewhere. Right. And the people that are like in this monopoly position are far and two in between.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No. And, and it's. um, And it really boils down to that. So really what we're saying is that the objections you're getting is usually because you're rushing your sales process and you're usually rushing your sales process because you're, it's either self-inflicted pain because (laughs) you're, 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 you know, you're wanting to make some commission or you're feeling pressure. Um, but really what it boils down to, and I've heard, I've said this many times in many of our podcasts, but you've got to go slow to go fast. And I didn't make that up. I heard it from someone in the past who said, take your time in your discovery, take your time in your sales process to do the steps properly. Because that extra 10 minutes or that extra half hour or that extra hour, or that extra day is usually multiplied by 10 or 15 at the back end as to how quickly you're going to close a sale. Because... Mm. You're taking more time up front to, to to make sure that you're listening to the person I, I i was doing a role play i've been doing role plays with a few people lately in sales and i'll say to people okay we're we're role playing the discovery part and i'll say to people open any questions they'll say yeah 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 i get it and they'll ask me one open-ended question <laughs> two open-ended questions and then boom they go into their sales pitch <laughs> like this it's amazing it's amazing there's, there's something else here we can talk about it next time because I'm totally going off on the tangent, but it's amazing how you forget the reason you're there, which is to make your client feel comfortable with what they need to achieve and comfortable with the fact that you can help them get there. Yeah. and And I'm sorry to say, but if you're getting a bunch of objections, It probably is because you're not asking the right questions and you're not taking your time enough in the discovery call. So are objections real? Yes. And if you really do a good job, are they going to go away? Yes. Because you'll deal with them as they go along. Right. You know, for example, if you spend a long, long time with someone and you're, and you're asking a bunch of questions and you're really finding out what it is that they're trying to achieve, you're really getting into the detail, right? And, and you spent like a half an hour or an hour or three hours, two days. And they've given you a, a laundry list of things. And you're thinking to yourself, there's so much I can do here. Yeah. Right? There's, there's so much I can help them with. And and, and and through this, you've quantified it. And you know the value of their, their opportunity or of the problem that they need to solve. And, and you know, man, I've got a solution that's going to help them on the right path. And, and you're just confident of it. And you come back and before you even present you say hey if i fix this 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 this, that and all these things you mentioned is there any reason that that you wouldn't go forward with the solution you know and and most people will say well no or oh just found out that i'm no longer the decision maker you know like you said before (laughs) i've got to talk to the three of okay so that that's a reason and they'll be honest with you you know yeah or 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 no. This is great. You know, I'm, we're excited to hear the solution because we want to move forward. You know, like yeah. yesterday, I was I was asked to join um, a business club, and I was asked to, to you know, and I was given all the parameters. and It's an intelligent business club. The price is right, and and the guy said, "Was well, there any reason you wouldn't join?" I said, "No, it makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's got everything." And as a buyer. And I'm sure you do too. I look for that. I look for people who are going to take the time to understand what I need. Right? Mm. So are objections real? Yes. If you don't do your job properly. Well, or if you really don't take the time to go deep. And then we also talked about why you don't go deep. Okay. You yeah. wanted to talk about planning for 2020.
0: You know? No, but I think, I mean, let's let's tie it up. We're coming up on the 20-minute mark here. But I think... I and think you said it, <laughs>
1: what's that? Sorry. We blow up in 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we self-destruct. Um, Your kids burst in the room. <laughs> yeah. sit <laughs> sitting at the door
0: like <laughs> two more minutes. <laughs> um, you know, I think you said it, I think in terms of planning for next year, I think if you're, if you're realizing that you're getting a lot of ejections, if you're losing a lot of deals, because the reason I was like, you're too expensive or it's not the right time or you know, like a lot of the typical reasons why you, you normally get flagged as a lost deal, not, it's not a right fit or they don't have enough employees, you know, whatever your segmentation is, uh, if it's like related to pricing and stuff, that's more controllable in a way I think you need to. And I really like the analogy you gave about, you know, a kid getting ready to school and you don't want them to speed on the highway. You want them to figure out a way to get ready earlier the next day. And that's, that's perfect. You're like, well, well, why are we getting all these objections? And and it seems to be pointing that one major reason, let's not call it everything, is that your salespeople are pushing too much, too quickly. And then let's take a step, like, why are they doing that? Well, are my targets realistic? Are, you know, are they getting enough leads? Are they, you know, like, there's a lot of reasons why somebody might be pushing too much, um, also found- and then work to solve that, right? Like to, I,
1: I want to stop you there because I- I've got to say, I've been a rep for I was a rep for a long time. I still represent my own company, so I'm still a rep in that sense. Um, a lot of that's excuses. Hmm. A lot of it is that kid being slow in the morning and speeding on the highway. It's it's because we're procrastinating, we're disorganized. We don't. Yeah, we're what we but need to, some of it is pressure. Let's call it 50-50, 50 50%. percent. Right,
0: but isn't that also Instead a sign that there's no account to be built, accountability built into the sales team, right? If, if your reps can procrastinate is because there's a sales leader somewhere that's not tracking sales activities or having sit downs with their reps or, right, or, or maybe it could be, and I was talking to somebody else today, it could be purely it's hard to say, but let's be dramatic here, purely operational, right? Where your CRM is just not set up and it's like, ugh it takes me 15 minutes to like update one deal after that's an unadulterated plug. (laughs) No, but you know what I mean? Like, and, and and it could be operational. It could be like, Oh, this, this makes no sense. Like this stage in our sales space. You're you're,
1: you're right, Fab. So, so it could be operational. It could be organizational. Look, I was just talking to someone, was it yesterday? It wasn't with you. It was, it was uh, either after we spoke last week or whatever. And they were saying that their CRM, the CRM is such, such a heavy-duty, hard-to-use, improperly installed thing that it's just this big sluggish – it's almost like they have this huge car and instead of putting gas in it, they're pushing it down the highway, you know. <laughs> um, and, and you're right, it, it could be operational. And if that's the case – so so the, there's three choices, right? So there's the leader that's too pushy, that that's not getting the right amount of, of – um, He's not connecting with their people's motivation. And then there's the individual who's just procrastinating. And then there's a the reality of the market. Maybe you got a really crappy product, you know, who knows, but you know, these are all things that you have to contend with and you have to figure it out, right? So if you're a smart salesperson, or if you're a smart leader, say, okay, this is our product, you know, we're not top of the line, you know, we're not the worst, we're in, we're mid market. So who is it that we're trying to, we're mid quality. So who is it we're trying to go after? And, and, you know, it's all about being organized and understanding what you're trying to do and having realistic expectations. Listen, I was a rep, too, and I remember when I was in media like 10 or 15 years ago and, you know, and in the and, in the, in, you know, even before that, 20 years ago and, and that they'd come down with a new the new objectives for the year. And you'd be like, ah, give me a break. We're never going to hit that. And often we didn't. And, you know, it was a way it was a way for them to satisfy the shareholders. And there was this whole like, you know, yeah, the political bullshit behind it. And that could happen too, right? Because media at that time was this really small margin business and they were trying to impress the shareholders because that was a way to get money in a business that was like flatlining. So um, there's a bunch of reasons. This being said, you know, if we can roll it back into the objections, figure out why you're pushing too hard, right? Mm -hmm. And if you're pushing too hard, that's where you're going to get objections. Because yeah. if you're not pushing and you're asking the right questions, this guy in the state's right in that if you go as you go along and you're really a partner with the person you're having a conversation with, they're going to, I wish I remembered his name, I'd give him a free plug. Uh, and you're, you're going to you're going to uh, have the right relationship so that the person can be honest as you go along. right.
0: Yeah, and, and you said it and I think ultimately, it's like, sure, understand why you're pushing too hard, right? Like you said, it could be, I mean, they're all boiled down to leadership, right? Leadership pushing too much, leadership not holding their team accountable or leadership not checking to see that their systems are actually set up to to, to help. But, um, but I think at the end, and then at the end of the day, the, one of the bigger solutions to be able to, to manage that transition is, you know, putting more leads into the pipeline, right? Like there's less pressure when there's more leads in the pipeline and and how do we do that next year, right? How do we do that in 2022? How do we get more leads into our pipeline? I think is a good first step, right? As we're analyzing why we're pushing too hard, we're giving our reps and our sales bandwidth. And I I realize it's easy for me to say here, like five minutes before we end, you know, put more leads, all right, boom, (laughs) you know, it's hard, but it's, there's, there's a strategy involved, and I think that's often underestimated by a lot of people. They said, uh, Oh, we'll just put another sales body in here and it'll be good,
1: right? But and I agree with you, if you put more leads in the pipeline, it'll definitely help. But are you are you then you know I was having this conversation with someone last week I was saying, look, you can put a bunch of leads in the pipeline if your salespeople are not properly trained and your your you know your your closing ratio is like two, three, four, five percent lower than it could be you're missing out on a ton of opportunity. Right, but
0: they're not mutually exclusive, right? Like, it's, yeah, it's exactly. just going back to what we talked about at the beginning, which is like yeah. this change management is difficult, whereas like we've we've grown so far by pushing. Like, now you want me to slow down and ask better questions, but my pipeline isn't full enough to alleviate the stress from leadership. So let's, let's work on getting better salespeople and a better process and better tools, but let's work on also making sure that we have more people to talk to.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Awesome, Paul. This is a good impromptu series on planning 2022.
1: Yeah, well, you know, you know what I've noticed often, Fab, is when we have these conversations, we have a title, but a lot of things tie into each other. Right? Yeah. It, sure. you can't, it, we do talk about one specific aspect of sales, but really, if you're not looking at the global picture, you, you're, you're you know you, you can't look at it you know prescriptively with just one thing you've got to look at how it affects uh, the other aspects of the process yeah your awesome paul have a good day Ciao, Fab. See you next week bye everybody probably before next week but not on online oh.